Hi, I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Rose Cayola, lead producer and co-book writer of Rock and Roll Man at New World Stages. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thanks for being with us. And a little bit about Rock and Roll Man, your original musical about Alan Freed, the DJ who named the genre of rock and roll and brought it to the masses. The show features classics created by Little Richard, Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, and so many others. So, Rose, what compelled you to be the lead producer and co-book writer for this undertaking that, by the way, recently appeared on The View? Well, it's just such a compelling story. Um, Alan Freed was a disruptor. He was a hero to America's youth and a target for the establishment. He caused significant social change and some say inspired what's now known to be the civil rights movement um, by desegregating audiences and artists both on stage and on the airwaves for the first time in history. Uh, His trajectory was so impactful, um, not only for artists of color who previously were never played on mainstream radio stations, but for this brand new genre of music uh, that he named rock and roll, which was previously thought to be degenerate music, devil's music, but in essence, mm. it, it really, it really wasn't that. It was, it was that it was causing unity. It was causing all people to come together through their love for this amazing new music that Alan played. Mm. Now, for you to take this compelling story on, wearing two hats as the lead producer and the co-book writer. What what possessed you that's so complex? It's beyond complex. I don't <laughs> recommend it <laughs> under any circumstances, I have to say. It, it's, uh, it's like your right hand and your left hand kind of sometimes doing battle with each other because <laughs> um, as a book writer, you just want everything. You know, you want all the things. And as producer, you have to be so mindful of the economics and and it's challenging as we all know these days in general, especially post COVID, it's a brand new landscape and we're all navigating it with care, um, some trepidation, but with tremendous passion and perseverance. Um, and so very often my desires and dreams as a book writer would conflict with the requirements needed as a producer. Um, but I really did my best to try to satisfy the vision of the project and still be a leader and somebody that could mount a production that was, you know, viable, uh, not only currently, but for future. Um, and there, there are many different ways um, that productions can live um, in New York and beyond, in the licensing world, in the touring world, you know, there are all different avenues to pursue. Um, but the, with a property like this that is so culturally important, um, just by essence of the story, but also has a catalog like we have, which you mentioned, you know, there's there's such a mass appeal uh, that I feel very fortunate that we have many different avenues to explore in respect to the future of this production. Mm, that's great. Your um, Alan Freed is, of course, being played by Constantine Morales, who's well known for, for American Idol and the show Rock of Ages. In that lead role, 
how did it work for the casting of Constantine? Um, it's it's a great question because I actually, you know, as producer and book writer, uh, our, our casting agency was absolutely phenomenal, but I always had Constantine in mind. I thought mm. to myself, um, Alan Freed didn't sing, but if he could sing, what would his voice be? And of course, the mm. consummate rock and roll voice is Constantine right. Maroulis. Um, and so I reached out to him personally um, before we even went down the road of exploring other options. And I said, I feel that this character is so right for you. And I would love to be able to build this together. And he was really inspired, not only by the story, but by the opportunity to to just, you know, create something from his gut and from his imagination, keeping in, in perspective all the material that's out there because we're dealing with a real human being. But we have license um, as creators uh, to to bring Constantine's version of the character to the stage and it coincided with the vision of the creators so we were very very lucky oh how wonderful now i believe that the show had its world premiere at the bucks county playhouse in 2017 and of course a little pandemic got in the way of development how has the show evolved since you first conceived it well we learned so much from our regional productions um as as one does right um we were tremendous crowd pleaser and one of their top sellers at Bucks County Playhouse. In fact, um, the wonderful Alex Frazier and Robin Goodman, who are artistic directors there, invited us back. So so we thought when we were continuing to develop it, that was an option. But we we decided to go to the Berkshires and we played at the Colonial and we actually won Best New Musical in the Berkshires Theater Festival that summer, um, which was inspiring. And uh, we learned a lot from that production as well. We learned that we are a tremendous crowd pleaser. The audience just adores this music and the story resonates. Um, and so that inspired me to bring the show to New York. And as a result, you know, looking it through the eyes of what I thought a New York audience would want, we made adjustments to the book and brought in more edginess and a little bit more danger um, and and so I think that what we've created now is a piece that really speaks to the time and speaks to our time is, mm-hmm. is you know, whenever I produce something, I always think, you know, how does this piece fit into the current world we live in? Um, does it work for that? And I, I, you know, I think it's the perfect project for now. Um, it, you know, uh, interestingly, because it is a story that took place at a different period in time. But sadly, we are still dealing with various challenges that are very similar. Um, And so I think there's a lot of people that will connect with Alan Freed's journey as a result. Absolutely. And let's talk about your collaborators. You're the co-writer of Freckle Face Strawberry the Musical with Gary Cooper. And this many years later, how did the two of you work together in co-writing Rock and Roll Man? Well, I mean, uh, I feel very blessed in the sense that that was a, a very successful production, Freckle Face Strawberry. I adapted yeah. it. Uh, I was the one who conceived the project. I adapted it from a book written by Julianne Moore. And mm-hmm. it was about um, her journey being teased and bullied for looking different. 
mm-hmm. when I picked up the book, I just found the book randomly in a bookstore. Um, we had bookstores at that time, sadly. <laughs> uh, and I thought, well, this would be an incredible musical theater piece. And I could, I could expand it so that it was about a group of young people all struggling with various differences. And wouldn't it be amazing if this show could celebrate those differences? So, you know, I had children, young children at the time. So children could look to it as kind of an anthem. And my co-writer, Gary Cupper, um, sent me a submission. You know, I had done an outline of the piece and and he sent me a submission for the music. And I thought, well, this is how the characters sing. This is This is what they sound like to me. And so we embarked on this collaboration that I think was incredibly fruitful. Uh, we got extremely positive reviews and audiences just flocked. It, it was really kind of a charmed experience for a first journey, uh, mm-hmm. first foray. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, several years later, uh, actually in the interim, I produced a number of Broadway shows, uh, co-produced on, on amazing teams and learned so much. Um, and then uh, Gary came to me with this idea and I thought, well, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to pick up the pen, <laughs> the typewriter, the computer mm-hmm. um, and and tell this story, because I think that, you know, I like to tell stories that have meaning and and can inspire and transport, but also, you know, can help people with with struggles that they may be personally dealing with. And I feel that this piece does that. And Freckleface, Freckleface did that as well. But but even more important, the joy that these shows bring, you know, for me, that's worth everything. Mm-hmm. Now, you're an eight time Tony winning producer, oftentimes with your brother partner, Luigi, and you alluded to material that attracts you. You seem to be attracted to material that also has extraordinary quality and gets recognized with such honors. How do you go about making those choices? Uh, really, it, it it really is just the subject matter just speaks to me. I mean, of course, one looks at the artistic team, you know, who are the creators, um, what what company members. Um, are engaged or are being pursued. Um, those those aspects are are very important. But the meaning of the piece, you know, that's that's a primary for me. And and we are fortunate enough to uh, win a Tony with Parade this season. Mm-hmm. And with with the climate and with the struggles of anti-Semitism that we're experiencing now. In fact, we are at an all-time high since the ADLU started reporting anti-Semitism in the 1970s. We are currently at an all-time high in New York of, mm-hmm. of anti-Semitism reporting. And it's just not okay. You know, something needs to change. And, you know, that's just like a broken record. But if we can, through our art, um, educate and inspire and entertain at the same time, well, wow, we're really winning. And I feel like Parade does that, and uh, the majority of the of the projects that we engage in, I feel really do that. Um, and so, and so, it's worth all of the all of the fight and all of the courage and all of the perseverance it takes because you know it's such a it's such a new frontier now, right? More than ever, it was always mm-hmm. a challenge to produce live theater, but 
um, people's lifestyles have changed post COVID. Um, they got used to being home and streaming and, uh, you know, they're in the city three days a week and they're in their country home on the weekend. And, you know, we used to sell out Friday, Saturday night. They're not the biggest sellers this summer. It's very extraordinary. It's, it's, you know, it's something that we're all trying to learn on the fly um, in order for the theater industry to survive. And of course, I'm optimistic and hopeful, but, you know, we will be facing this challenge for quite some time, I think. Um, and I think it's very important that all of us support each other and support each other's shows. I think that, you know, if if anybody who's listening to me right now, if they've seen a show and they love it, please tell all your friends. Please see as much theater as you possibly can. It's important beyond uh, the way I can express it. And so um, opportunities like this are wonderful. So thank you very much for giving me a chance to speak. And and I hope that um, if people are listening, if they if they have a dream and if there's a project that they feel they need to create, by all means, I feel, you know, I, I would encourage them to do it because really what where would we be without art? You know, I mean, it, it really is is imperative for our lives. Yes, the bedrock of civilization, as some may say. Mm -hmm. And Rose, I thank you so much for your time, your passion, your wisdom, your insight, and your complete multifacetedness as a human and an artist. I'm Lauren Schneider with Rose Keola, lead producer and co-book writer of Rock and Roll Man at New World Stages. Thank you. Thank you.